Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions, each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Mawasasi, and I am your host for the Fact Roundtable podcast. I am a food allergy parent, advocate, and the founder of the Grateful Foodie blog, and I am FACT's Vice President of Community Relations. Before we start today's show, I just want to take a moment to thank the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology for their kind sponsorship and for their support throughout the years. Today's podcast is extra special and extra fun because we're sitting down with Emrind, the fact every morsel counts poster contest winner. We would like to get to know Emrind, who's an amazing cook, baker, and food allergy advocate. Welcome, Emrin, to the Facts Roundtable podcast. I have been so excited about this recording because you're such an interesting person. You're a chef, you're an artist, you play soccer, you do quite a few things, and I am just so happy to share this with the rest of the world. Thank you. You're welcome. We're going to start talking here about you. And Emrin, can you tell people what are your allergens? I have had reactions to egg, but I might be outgrowing my allergies. It's exciting. Wow, that's really cool. You know, my son, when he was your age, he was allergic to a lot of stuff, and he outgrew a bunch of his too. And so now he's only allergic to peanut, trina, and sesame. So I think you're a lot like him. Tell us, after a really long day at school, what are your favorite things to do when you get home? My favorite thing to do after school is cook, watch Pokemon, and play video games. And I do martial arts, too. Oh, wait, tell me about the martial arts. All I do is just kicks and karate and, like, workouts and a lot. You do, like, push-ups and then mountain climbers and then shoulder taps and jumping jacks and squats and so much more. Sit-ups. Wow, you have to be really strong. That's a lot. Yep. Sounds like fun. Now I'm going to ask you a really kind of silly question. If you found $500 worth of treasure in your backyard and you could sell it, it's nothing you want to keep, what would you do with that money? I would buy a house with a pool and like a thousand one rooms. So I could have a thousand dogs. So every dog would have one room and I would have a room. Okay, a thousand dogs. How would you name a thousand dogs? I just named them Stella, Stella Junior, Stella One, Stella Two, Stella Three, Stella One (laughs) Thousand. That is so fun. And then who's going to clean a thousand rooms? Are you good at cleaning? I'm going to actually have robots too. Oh, you're quite clever, aren't you? I like that. So you're going to have a thousand rooms, a thousand dogs, and robots to clean it. And you said, would you say a swimming pool? Yep. Yeah, I like that. Now you're talking slide. For for all dogs to swim in. Oh, nice. Now you're not allergic to dogs, right? No. 
Oh, very nice. That's really cool. We hear you're a pretty amazing cook and baker, and your poster that won the contest actually is around this kind of theme, which is really exciting. But can you tell us, like, when did you start cooking and baking exactly? Well, I thought it would be really interesting. My mom and dad taught me how to make chocolate chip pancakes. So this year, when my school let us pick an online class to take after school, I picked the cooking class to learn how to make more foods. I started baking because my mom bakes a lot, and my brother Zayden and I like to help her. Oh, okay. Now, if I remember, you said you're allergic to egg, right? Yep. So then you make egg-free pancakes. Yep. Oh, that's pretty amazing. How'd you find that recipe? Did your mom help you out with that, or do you go on the internet? My mom helped me out. Was it hard doing your allergy kind of cooking? Yeah, it's really hard. And tell me about this class you took. Can you tell us, like, did you do it every day after school? What was that like? Only every Thursday. Oh, okay. So it was just once a week. And what kind of things did you cook? We cooked noodles with pumpkin sauce. What? Yep. That sounds so interesting. Was it tasty? It was really tasty. Do you share your food when you cook it? Yep. Now, you mentioned pumpkin sauce, and I'm going to ask you, and maybe you can help out the listeners today, too. Do you think cooking and baking with food allergies is hard? Yes. Yes, because you have to make sure that the food is safe. Sometimes it can be tricky, like when we made cookies, we used applesauce instead of eggs. I really like using applesauce instead of eggs. So my son Cyrus used to be allergic to eggs. And then when he was around 10, he outgrew his egg allergy. But I have to tell you a secret. I like cooking with applesauce better. Even though Cyrus can have eggs, I don't really buy eggs. It's lighter. It's tastier. How do you know, like, which ingredients are safe? So, like, let's say you're looking at a pancake recipe, chocolate chip pancake recipe, and you're going to make it. How do you... No, like those chocolate chips are okay. I check the ingredients on the back before I buy them and ask my mom or dad if I am not sure. That's really good because you're seven, right? Yep. Yeah, but you're really smart. So you know how to read labels. The rule in our house is when we buy something, we have to read it two or three times. I'll read the label in the grocery store. And then sometimes I'll even take out my phone and I'll call the company if it's something I've not ever seen before. And I'll talk to somebody and then we'll buy it and we'll come home. And then we'll look at the package again, because we've made mistakes here where we've bought things that weren't safe. And when we get home and read it, sometimes we'll go, oh, okay. So now tell me, what is your favorite recipe? I would say chocolate milkshakes. Homemade chocolate milkshakes? Yep. That's amazing. I love chocolate milkshakes. Tell me, what do you put in them? Do you remember? I remember. So like first you put some ice cream into the cup and then you smash it so it's liquid so it's easier to drink. And then to make it chocolate, you would put like some chocolate syrup on it and then stir it together. Ooh, I could do that. That's a really good recipe. Wow, you just shared a recipe with us. 
Thank you. Do you think you want to grow up and be a chef? Yeah. And I think you know Chef Keith. Yep. For our listeners, Chef Keith is a favorite in the food allergy community. Chef Keith is the assistant executive chef at the South Point in Las Vegas, and he cooks for everybody when the Food Allergy Blogger Conference is there, or even when FACT will hold conferences there. He makes sure that everybody in the restaurants know how to handle allergies. And so Chef Keith's pretty famous. So that's pretty cool, Emran. You know, a famous chef. Thank you. I have another question for you. I heard your family enjoyed a hot chocolate bar over the holidays. So how does someone create a hot chocolate bar or an ice cream sundae bar or even a taco bar? I love hot chocolate. First, you need to get all of your ingredients. Like if you were making a hot chocolate bar, you would need things like the marshmallows. My mom thinks I put too many in my cup. Anyways, you put all of your ingredients out and everyone creates their own drink or food. Do you have any suggestions for how other kids can learn how to cook or bake? If you have food allergies, I think it would be a good idea to try taking a cooking class online. If you take a cooking class on the computer, you can use safe ingredients and be in your own kitchen. Actually, that sounds a lot safer, right? Because I've taken cooking classes before and you're right, you get there and they have all their ingredients laid out where you're right. I think if a person has food allergies, it'd be a little safer and maybe more more comfortable too to be in your own home. When you took the class at school, did you take it on your computer or do you have like an iPad or was it on your phone? My Chromebook. So then you just put it on the counter and, and was it live or was it recorded? Do you know? It was live. Oh, it was live. So then you're in your kitchen, you got your apron on, you have your ingredients and all the stuff laid out. And then this person is telling you what to do. And then you just follow along. Yeah. Oh, that's really fun. Would you take that class again? Or are you going to take more maybe? I would take some more. I don't know. I can see it. I, I got the feeling I got a, a budding chef here. So now before we end our little chat together, is there anything you want to tell people? I think that kids should tell a grown-up if they want to learn how to cook or bake. My family likes to cook together. Have you and your family ever had a pizza night? Yeah, my family has not had a pizza night in forever. I think that's a great idea. So we could make our own dough and we could make the sauce, put it all together and bake. Oh, that would be really fun. Actually, you know what? Now they think of it, I'm going to order a pizza stone. Because my pizza stone broke in the summer and I didn't order a new one. So I'm, okay, I'm going to make a deal with you now, Emran. I'm going to buy my pizza stone and I'm going to make my pizza night and I'm going to share pictures with you. And then you can tell me if you think we did okay or not. Does that sound like a deal? Yeah. Good. But I love your idea. That's really nice because it is a fun activity to cook together and to be together. And so I really like that idea. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Is there anything else you want to share with people? It's so much fun because we make four pizza crusts and everyone gets to make their own pizza. When you make your pizzas together as a family, do you share them or is that personal pizza just yours? And you're like, no way, people. This is all mine. My share. You're so sweet. 
Is there anything else you want to share with listeners today? Thank you for having me on this podcast. I had a lot of fun talking to everyone. Well, thank you. And you know, Emron, since I know your mom's in the background here, is it okay if we ask your mom just a couple of quick questions? Yeah. Well, hello, Ashley, and welcome. Hi, Caroline. Thank you for having us today. Oh, my goodness. I just love your family, and this is just so much fun. So I just wanted to share my undying love and appreciation to you. You're just this amazing mother, and I love watching you on social media and learning from you. And so just on that baking note, I know you're such a big baker, too. So do you also teach Emron and his brother cooking, or is this something Emron's just really taken off with on his own? Yeah, so I think with COVID, I think so many people really started learning how to bake and learning how to cook and getting creative in the kitchen. The kids really started to, with this extra time, can we help you make this? Can we do this? The kids actually came up with the suggestion of doing our pizza night. And so we had so much fun that it became something that you wanted to do pretty regularly. I bake a lot, as you know, so they're definitely exposed to it. <laughs> And I like to get them involved with it. And I like their creative ideas. And they have fun with it. And it's a fun way for us to spend time together. You know, when we do our pizza nights, got music on and we're talking and the communication. It's so fun to spend time together with them. I think that's what Emron was saying, too, that it's this really nice family time together. So it's not only just learning how to make safe food for each other, but it's actually having this experience and this wonderful memory of coming together and making food and then enjoying it together. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, you don't get these years back. We just really appreciate this time. And you know, as well as I do, that living with food allergies You may not like to cook, but it's important for us to know how to cook. (laughs) My oldest son is getting older. He's getting into those teenage years. And I just think it's our job to kind of help prepare them for the real world and knowing how to cook safely for themselves. I can completely relate with that. So my son Cyrus started cooking around five, six-ish, probably the same time Emron started, because it sounds like he started a little while ago. And he's in grad school now, and he lives alone for the first time. And it is wonderful. He knows how to read labels. He knows how to call manufacturers. And he makes homemade tortillas. And he makes Persian food. And he calls us every night to check in on us. It's very sweet. And then he'll send pictures of his dinners and they'll be better than ours. It's really nice knowing that when you're teaching them at this age, it's not just culinary arts and something really fun, but when they mature, he's not worried. He's not stressed about his allergies. He knows how to shop. He knows how to cook. He hosts dinners. He's been teaching his friends how to cook now. And that's wonderful. It's really fun. And of course, they're all learning how to cook his safe food. I think it's beautiful that you're providing your children with a life skill right now. That's really fun. But you'll know later on when the years come that they're doing really well and they can feed themselves and take care of themselves and and they can share really yummy dishes with people so people can learn and understand about food allergies. It's such a great way to open that conversation too. But as you can tell, I'm a big foodie. I'm not so much on the cooking end of it, but the baking I'm really into. We're lucky because I focus on the baking and then they focus on the cooking. So it balances one another out. But I wholeheartedly agree. These are life skills. It's important, but it's also, I think, really just that quality time that you get to spend together. 
this year, I actually introduced them to my grandmother's Polish recipes. We're starting to introduce some of those punchki. So it's like the donuts. That was just so fun. And we're also talking about their grandparents who are no longer here. So they're getting to hear about their great grandparents and why we're making these recipes. And so it's just been a great bonding experience for us. That is so beautiful and so fun. Well, thank you two so much for being on the show today. And Emran, congratulations. Your poster's beautiful. I will make sure that listeners will receive the link so they can see your poster as well and enjoy it. And, And maybe they can use it too during their work with Food Allergy Awareness Week and month. But thank you so much for being such a good advocate. It's amazing how you can take this beautiful drawing and it's actually going to be a really important tool to raise food allergy awareness. So thank you so much for what you've done and your gifts and your talents. And thank you for being such a fabulous cook. I am going to order that pizza stone next week. Okay. Now hold me okay. to this, and then I'm going to send you pictures. You've inspired me, but thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Bye. Before we wrap up today, I would just like to say thank you to the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology for their kind sponsorship of the Fact Roundtable podcast and for their support over the years. From our Fact family to yours, we hope you're enjoying a wonderful Food Allergy Awareness Month. If you need any tips or ideas, pop over to our website at foodallergyawareness.org forward slash education. And in the education tab, look for food allergy initiatives. Thank you for listening to Facts Roundtable podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. Please subscribe, leave a review, and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Have a great day and always be kind to one another.